everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. So today's episode is all about creating an evening routine and sleep hygiene. On a recent solo episode, I talked to you guys about the importance of creating a morning routine and how that does so much to set up your day powerfully. And I gave you 20 tips or habits or practices that you could um, select from to implement into your morning routine to to really create a, a ritual that feels really good for you and that sets your day up powerfully. But I also mentioned really briefly in there that it's hard to talk about morning routines without also talking about evening routines because most people out there can attest to the fact that our day is dictated by our sleep the night before. And, you know, if you don't get a great night's sleep, if you sleep fewer hours than you normally do, or you wake up a lot throughout the night, or you struggle with insomnia, you know better than anybody that the rest of your day is going to be a little bit more difficult. You just don't feel like yourself when you're not functioning on all cylinders because you didn't sleep well the night before. And how well we sleep and how much we sleep actually has a lot to do with our evening routines and habits. Um, and there's a lot that you can do proactively to support yourself and set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to give you guys some practical tips for creating an evening routine and practicing good sleep hygiene. And just to kind of you know, review why this is so important, other than that you know you feel better when, when you're consistently sleeping well. Um, it's also important to note that lack of quality sleep is linked to many chronic illnesses, such as heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, metabolic issues, and depression and mental health issues. Um, lack of sleep can also cause memory and concentration is issues, changes in your mood, lowered immunity. You might notice that you get sick more often when you're not sleeping enough. Um, weight gain, that's something a lot of people struggle with if, if they have insomnia or sleep issues. Um, that changes the hormones that regulate your hunger and um, fullness and metabolism, basically. So weight gain can be an issue, low sex drive, um, you have poor balance and coordination, um, and dehydrated skin. I notice that one a lot when I'm not sleeping well. My skin um, is definitely duller and not as vibrant. Um, and you, you can just tell overall like that not getting enough sleep impacts all systems of your body. And a lot of people think that they they can make up for sleep. If you skimp during the week because you're really busy, um, you know, you're working late hours and you're trying to balance seeing your friends and family and loved ones on top of that. And then you think if you just sleep in late on the weekends, that'll balance it out. But that's not the case, unfortunately. I wish it were. You actually can't make up for lost sleep. And having really erratic sleep patterns like that can make your sleep hygiene a lot worse. So we're going to talk about today some of the things you can do to develop a much more consistent sleep structure um, that will benefit your body long term. So let's start with just the number of hours. Um, you've probably heard this before. They say eight hours of sleep a night. Um, the sweet spot is really somewhere between seven and nine hours for most adults and everyone is really different. So 
you might function really well with seven hours of sleep every night. And if you sleep more than that, you tend to feel a little bit groggy, whereas your partner needs that nine hours of sleep. And if they sleep less than that, then they feel groggy um, or they, they just don't feel like them their fullest version of themselves. So um, it takes some experimentation to find what that sweet spot is for you. Um, and if you're used to sleeping a lot less than that, then every incremental bit helps. Um, and the key really isn't just the number of hours of sleep, but the actual quality of the sleep you're getting. So I do know people who do sleep eight or nine hours every night, um, but they're, it's not super deep sleep. It's really interrupted. They're waking up frequently throughout the night, and that has just as harmful of effects as, as getting fewer hours of sleep does. Um, you really want to make sure that you're optimizing your, your sleep-wake cycles as best you can. So how do we do this? Sleep hygiene, which is basically just practicing healthy habits to support good quality sleep. Just like you practice hygiene for your body, you know, keeping your body clean and um, healthy, the same is true for your sleep patterns. So these are some of my top tips for supporting sleep hygiene. The first one is to get blackout shades. So when it's time to wind down and get ready for bed, our body naturally produces a hormone called melatonin that produces sleep. And melatonin production is induced by, um, by daylight. So darkness rather. So when the sun sets and it begins to get dark, your body knows to start producing melatonin um, to help you fall asleep. It is stimulated by that darkness. And back in the day, our body's natural circadian rhythms or sleep cycles were dictated by the shift from light to dark outside. But, you know, a long time ago, the invention of electricity and now modern day technology has made it possible for us to stay awake and stimulated way past what would have been our bedtimes, um, our ancestors' bedtimes back in the day. So it's really up to you to create an environment that your body will be able to naturally do its job and produce that melatonin to help you sleep. And getting blackout shades um, to ensure that you have a completely dark room free of any external city lights or street lights shining in will do a lot to help support your body's natural melatonin production. Um, and you might think like, oh, but I'm closing my eyes, so isn't that enough? Um, even with your eyes closed, your eyelids actually perceive and let in a significant amount of light. Um, if, if there's light around you, anybody who has tried to sleep in a brightly lit room before knows this. Um, so you'll probably find that you sleep deeper and longer just with this one simple change. And if you for some reason can't get blackout shades, um, you know, for, for any reason, maybe you're in a rental, you just don't want to invest in them. Um, a nice alternative is getting an eye mask. Um, so get yourself like a nice um, full coverage eye mask. I like doing silk because it is um, a little bit more gentle on your skin. It feels really, really luxurious. Um, and I actually recommend getting an eye mask anyways, especially if you're somebody who travels a lot and you can't necessarily control whether or not the rooms you'll be sleeping in have blackout shades. Um, this is something that I've really, really leaned on this past year that I've been traveling a ton. Um, and living more of a nomadic lifestyle, I have been using eye masks to sleep everywhere that I go. 
Um, so that's a, a great place to start. The second tip is reducing noise. So this can be a tough one, really, depending on your living circumstances. If you live with roommates or family members who tend to be night owls, um, I would suggest just kindly asking them that they keep it down after a certain hour, ideally 9 or 10 p.m. to help you wind down for the evening. Um, and, you know, if you share a wall with somebody, maybe asking them to use headphones if they're listening to music or watching TV, things like that. If you live in a loud city with lots of street noises all night long, then that one can be a little bit more difficult. I would recommend either picking up some high quality earplugs, um, the wax kinds typically work best that you can like really um, mold to get into your ears, or you can also get an ambient um, white noise machine or download a white noise app on your phone to drown out the noises um, with much more calming and peaceful tones. And you can either do this like on a speaker or you can listen to headphones. Um, I have lived in cities for a while now and have kind of adjusted to a lot of city noise and being able to fall asleep with the noise. Um, but that, again, doesn't mean it's not still disrupting my sleep cycles during the night. So um, sometimes if I'm feeling especially run down and wanting deeper quality sleep, I will use headphones with um, white noise like rain, rain sounds or ocean sounds, because um, those tend to be soothing for me. And it makes a really big difference in the quality of my sleep. So try some of those things out, see how it goes. All right, so next up is to set regular sleeping hours. So all of these sleep optimization techniques work best when they're done regularly and consistently. Um, your body tends to like when it is able to get used to a schedule and can predict when to wind down and wake up um, because there are specific hormones that are released when your body falls asleep and when it's um, getting ready to wake up. So melatonin when your body is signaling that it's time to wind down and then cortisol is released when um, you are waking up in the morning. So the more consistent you can be, the better. It's also better for regulating your mental health. But the hours that work best for you specifically will, will vary from person to person. For me, I know that I feel my absolute best when I stick to around a 10 p.m. bedtime and a 6 a.m. wake up. Um, but that is not always easy to do. I'm human and I'm not perfect and we don't live in a perfect world. So there's a lot of times where I have to work late or I have social engagements or sometimes you're just watching Netflix a little too late and you stay up past bedtime. Um, so I don't you know, rigidly stick to that sleep schedule every night. And there are some mornings where my bed just feels really, really good and I don't necessarily have somewhere to, to be right away and I sleep in a little bit more. Um, so sometimes it'll be more like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. If I'm traveling, sometimes it's all over the place. But if I'm home and I'm in a routine, I do my best to follow the 10 to 6 schedule as consistently as I can to keep my body feeling great. Um, in general, I will say that earlier bedtimes tend to be best when it comes to health goals because our bodies do most of their um, repair and sort of rejuvenation work uh, during the hours of, between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Um, so if you can set an earlier bedtime, I would, I would definitely recommend it. But again, play around with what works best for you. Um, next, I 
am really adamant about this one because it's something that most people struggle with and it impacts sleep greatly. And that is setting a no electronics policy before bed. Um, this is for improving the quality of your sleep. It is so important to not be in front of screens right before we're going to bed. So that means your phone, your laptop, and TVs. All of these screens, these electronics, emit blue light um, that impacts our melatonin production, which impacts the quality of our sleep. So this is really hard for a lot of people in our society because either you like to watch TV or news late at night, you have work that you're doing late at night, or you're scrolling on social media on your phone late at night. Um, at the very minimum, I recommend a, a no screens 30 minutes before bed, but if you can do an hour or even more, that will improve your sleep quality greatly. Um, during this time, you might be thinking like, well, what do I do if I'm not watching TV or on my phone? Read a book, spend some time drinking tea and meditating, or kind of winding down and debriefing on your day with your partner or your roommate or whoever you live with, um, or spend time journaling. You know, review your day yourself and set goals for your, your next day. And just start to free write and, and get the things out that are taking up space in your head so that you can fall asleep a little bit more peacefully. And if you absolutely have to use screens before bed, um, I recommend using blue light barriers. So there are a lot of apps or filters that um, have become common on our technological devices like smartphones, tablets, and laptops that um, Sometimes it's called Night Shift, there's an app called um, Night Light, there's an app called Flux that basically just shift from a blue light into more of an orange, um, orangish tone. So again, this will promote the, the secretion of the hormone melatonin um, by blocking the emission of those blue lights. And it's such an easy change to implement. You might It might take some getting used to the change in the tone of your screen at night, but um, it's totally worth it for your overall health. And I just encourage you to think about like, you know, would you rather have dreams of work emails and crazy bosses and the stress of what you just saw on the news or the comparison of other people on social media or more magical dreams about things that you have been visualizing before you fall asleep and reading and journaling and spending time with yourself rather than your screens can help you do that, can help improve your dreams if you dream while you sleep. Um, so this kind of goes hand in hand. I do recommend practicing meditation and breath work at night if you suffer from anxiety. It'll help calm your central nervous system and put your body into that parasympathetic rest and digest mode. Um, finally, if you are somebody who really struggles with falling asleep or staying asleep, there are different foods and supplements and herbs that can support um, the quality of your sleep or that can help calm your nervous system down so that you fall asleep a little bit more easily. A few common ones and some of my favorites um, are lavender, valerian root, and chamomile. Um, these are often found in natural sleep supplements, um, or you can drink them in tea form. Um, both are both are beneficial. You can also take a melatonin supplement. Some people find that melatonin supplements make them feel a little bit groggy or um, they just don't like how they make them feel in the morning and other people love them, especially if you've been traveling and are jet lagged. 
Um, magnesium is another great one. There's a supplement I love called Natural Calm that um, has a really great, great effect on calming your nervous system before bed. Reishi mushroom is an adaptogen that has a calming effect on your body um, and your mind. Um, L-theanine, which is um, a compound that is actually commonly found in green tea, or an amino acid rather, um, that again, calming effect. Um, glycine, and then finally CBD. CBD is great for people who suffer from insomnia and anxiety. Um, and I just recommend that you find a really high quality CBD that is THC free, so it's non-psychoactive. Um, find one that's water soluble, so it's more bioavailable to your body. Um, and find one that is organic and full spectrum. So anytime you're implementing a new supplement, make sure that you work with your um, holistic nutritionist or practitioner or doctor to ensure that it's aligned with your health history and health goals. And overall, I think the best thing you can do is try your best not to stress about not being able to sleep. And I know that's easier said than done because insomnia is very, very frustrating. It is not a good feeling when we want to go to sleep so badly, we're so tired and we just can't fall asleep. But that stress and that anxiety about not being able to fall asleep will make it even harder to not fall asleep. So just be patient with it. Try to implement one or two new of these habits at a time and see if it impacts your sleep, sleep quality. And over time, you will get into a routine that works best for you. Um, and again, just focus on the fact that sleep is really your body's time to rest and rejuvenate and repair. And it's literally the most important time of the day when all of this this really crucial work is done so that you can feel your best during your waking hours. So even if you lead a really busy life, business life, social life, family life, whatever it may be, prioritizing sleep will make all of those other areas of your life so much better. And really do this deep cellular level healing so that, again, your body is optimizing uh, is optimized and working at its its highest peak efficiency, um, and your mental health is better, your emotional health is better, it all just gets better. So give yourself the gift of letting your body sleep and do all this work. Um, and again, it's very connected to how you wake up and your morning routine as well. So if you need help with your morning routine, I recommend you listen to my episode on 20 tips for creating an impactful morning routine. Um, but again, try one or, one or two of these habits out over the next few weeks or months and track how it makes you feel. And if you have other uh, more specific questions about sleep habits, stress management, anything that we've talked about here today, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find more information on the work that I do on my website at empowered-bodies.com. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Megan Sharer. I post a lot of stuff on there about holistic health tips and habits. Um, if you know somebody who could stand to work on their sleep routine, I encourage you to share this episode with them. Um, rate and review the show if you enjoyed it, and please subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, until next time, have a happy and healthy day and a restful night's sleep. 